ora, ngā mihi ki a koutou nou mai whakarongo mai ki te podcast uh, Becoming Tāne, ko apa wātine tōku ingoa. Hello, greetings to all, welcome to the Becoming Tāne podcast, my name is Apa Wātine. This is the first episode of the first season of hopefully many more seasons and many more episodes to come. I'm glad you could join me today, I'm excited, I'm happy, I'm nervous about what this journey has in store for me. This podcast is a male-centered podcast where we try to grow great guys. I named this podcast Becoming Tane for a couple of reasons. Firstly, the word Tane means male, man, men or husband. And secondly, after Tane Mahuta, who is one of our atua or gods. Tane Mahuta or Tane played a key role in the creation story for Māori because of his desire to grow and learn. The goal of this podcast is to provide growing opportunities for guys. The growing opportunities will come by listening and applying relevant lessons of other guys' stories into our own lives. The core message of this podcast is, every guy has a story and every story offers learning. The following whakatauki or proverb acts as a guide for the podcast. The whakatauki is, mā te atu ka mōhio, mā te mōhio ka mārama, mā te mārama ka matau, mā te matau ka ora, which translated is, by discussion comes understanding, by understanding comes light, by light comes wisdom, by wisdom comes well-being. It will be by sharing stories that we'll be able to provide some discussion, understanding, light, wisdom and our pursuit for well-being. I'll share stories from guys across Aotearoa that hopefully you can relate to and learn from. I'll talk to guys from a variety of different backgrounds and occupations. Some of these guys will be known to some and not to others. Remember, every guy has a story and every story offers learning. This podcast will be done in seasons. A season is eight episodes and each season will be regionally based. The first season will be based in the Waikato as I'm based here myself and then I'll look to move around Aotearoa trying to find other guys' stories. I'm excited about what lies ahead and I would love for you to join me on this journey and hope that you not only enjoy the ride but learn a number of lessons along the way. So please tell your koro, your dad, your brother, your partner, your son or your friend about the Becoming Tane podcast and subscribe. A transition from dark into the light to Nakoto called Dean Grace Tokuingwa, Nongarohe or Ngati Tufare Toa, Tainu Waka Mengati Fatua. Recently, I had the wonderful opportunity to participate in the first inaugural Tane Matua Retreat, also known as the Rising Sons of Tane, which was held within the Ngahereki Waitakere. This wānanga was led, hosted and guided by Ngāri no Tauwhirowhiro Te Wāti, also known as Bees. He gave us an ātea, a space as Tane to come together, whereby we established a porofita ahitapu, a circle of fire. Within that fire, we were able to discuss and learn about certain concepts to have a wānanga, to explore, to understand how to apply and to talk about various concepts such as haka, the meaning behind haka, ha being to breathe, 
that all things start deep within ourselves. A car is the fire, and the fire is the ability to burn off those things that don't belong to us. We talked about intergenerational trauma. That was an amazing experience. Understanding that our trauma through our DNA can be inherited through our whatukura, our tāne side, or our māre kura through our female lineage. And we were able to learn about those things and why they happen, and we were given tools to discuss learn and apply for ourselves in dealing with intergenerational trauma. And we also learned that in order for change to happen, it must start within ourselves. And if we want these addictions, these behaviours, or if we're feeling a bit poor rangirua, that if we want change to happen within our lives, we must be the change, that we are the change agents and that the modi and the powers are in us. So I'd like to leave you with this thought from our wānanga, and that is, love is you. Tenano tato, kia ora. first story I would like to share with you is my own story. I'll follow the same format that I use when I interview other people. So I will start with the question and then give the answer. The first part of this interview is where I give some background or a bio of the interviewees. So this is my bio. I was born in Hamilton. I'm the youngest of six kids two older brothers and three older sisters. I attended Hamilton West Primary School, Malvo Intermediate, Church College of New Zealand and then went to the University of Waikato where I got a Bachelor's of Sport and Leisure Studies and a Master's in Management Studies. I've had a variety of jobs throughout my life. While I was at high school, my mum got me a cleaning job. While I was at university, I taught kids how to swim and I lifeguarded a number of pools in Hamilton and in Wellington. When I eventually graduated from university, I got a job teaching at Tuano Aotearoa and I've taught at a number of tertiary institutions across New Zealand. I've probably been in the tertiary sector in a variety of different allied and lecturing positions for the last 15 years. Three years ago, my wife and I started up a couple of businesses One of those businesses is called Papa's Kombucha and we've been running that for the last three years. My wife has her own business where she predominantly works with women in the wellbeing space. I am married and I've been married to my wife Gail for the last 17 years and we have four kids. The oldest is 13 and the youngest is six. Question, what two events in your life has had the greatest impact on you? I'm going to say sports, I know it's not an event but I'm going to explain it and also a cleaning job I had at high school. In terms of sports, growing up I played lots of sports, uh, rugby league, swimming, rugby, basketball and water polo and whatever sport I was playing or team that I was in, we tended to be quite successful. Uh, For example, winning competitions, making it to finals, we're always there and thereabouts so I enjoyed a lot of success, Um, so winning was something that I was familiar with. I had high expectations to succeed in those sports, and so having that winning mentality, knowing what success looks like, knowing what success feels like, I was familiar with that, and 
I tended to use or have that mindset, so to speak, in other areas of my life as well. Um, the other event that was significant to me, as I mentioned, was getting a cleaning job. My mum got me a job at high school, so third form I got a cleaning job. And in the cleaning job, I would clean offices, toilets and staff rooms. And it was at a manufacturing plant in Hamilton. And, you know, I would watch the employees do their jobs and their jobs were pretty mundane or boring. And I said to myself fairly early on as a third former, I don't want to have to do a job like what I see these other people do because it looks boring. I'm going to get some sort of education so that I can get a job where I would find more fulfillment in. And so education became important to me. What is love? Love is the amount of respect you have for someone or something. Love is a connection so strong where understanding outweighs judgment. A willingness to sacrifice for someone even to your own detriment. Love is something that comes from within and it's a mixture of emotions I feel. Love is uh, providing others with whatever they need in their time of need, whether it be support, encouragement, uh, financial support, anything. Love is a choice to learn what it is for me, a choice to learn what it is for others, and a choice to keep growing in it. Love is the connection between two individuals or an individual and, and a group of people that causes you to see the good in them and your thoughts, words, actions in relation to them to help that goodness increase. Love for me is perfect. Love is without conditions or hidden agendas. For me, I liken it to having a child. It just brings joy. Love is an emotion that has no limits. It's a form of energy you feel when you connect with something like on a, on a really deeper level. What is your definition of love? Question, who has been your biggest influences in your life and how? The two biggest influences in my life, obviously my parents, but I'm, I'm going to say my dad. My dad because... He wasn't afraid to be different, and I'll explain that shortly. And also a high school teacher. I had one particular high school teacher that had high expectations of me. So let me go back and explain my dad. My dad was uh, interesting in the sense that he wasn't afraid to be different. He wasn't afraid to stand out. He wasn't afraid to give things a go. Although at the time I didn't appreciate him being different. I do now. In terms of him standing out, one of the things that stood out to a lot of people was that he was very loud. He had a loud voice. He sang loud. Everyone heard him. And not only was he loud, he would wear some crazy things that you know, I would be embarrassed that he was wearing. He had these long sideburns. And I remember growing up, I was embarrassed of his sideburns. But funny enough, 
I have long sideburns now myself. But he was always out there. I specifically remember at uh, my brother's wedding, um, him showing up with his hat on that had this battery-powered fan on that would keep him cool. It looked ridiculous, but he was quite chuffed at how he looked. But that was just my dad. The other thing about my dad is that he was a giver. He was a giver of time. His brother and him started up a rugby league club uh, in Hamilton, and they ran it for a number of years. And the rugby club is still being run by my my cousin and his and their siblings. And that club is called College Old Boys. But not only was rugby league a big passion of his, he was our local swimming coach. Coached a number of us in our community in Templeview for a number of years and we were a very good junior club we had a number of very successful swimmers come and swim with us and so yeah he gave of his time a lot to the community and, and the kids as a father he was a good man he was always there to support us in many of our events whether it was sports whether it was kapahaka um, he was always there to support us and give advice Sometimes the advice was wanted, sometimes the advice wasn't. Uh, for example, when I was playing uh, rugby at high school in our first 15, he was one of those parents that would scream and yell from the sideline. My mates would tell me, bro, tell your dad to shut up. I said, bro, if I say anything to him, he'll be even louder. So we all learnt to live with it. Um, the other part of him as a father, I knew he loved me. He... Like I said, he was always there for me whenever I needed it. Um, he didn't often say that he loved me, but I knew his actions told me that he loved me. As I mentioned earlier, I had a high school teacher, and his name was Ewan MacDonald, who played a big role in my life in terms of education-wise. I remember uh, distinctly as a third former him saying to me, you know, I've taught your family they were bright, so I expect you're going to be bright as well. And so that was kind of daunting for me in the sense that, one, I didn't want to let the teacher down in terms of his expectations on me being bright. I didn't know if I was bright, if, I was, if I'm perfectly honest, but because my, sis, my siblings were bright, I, was, I thought, well, I must be bright, so I better work in his, in his class. And so that high expectation of me, I tended to try and live up to those expectations and I'm forever grateful that he had those expectations of me because I was able to go to university and achieve to a high standard at university. Traditionally barbershops have been more than just a place for a haircut. Barbershops are safe spaces for men where they can socialise and talk. In Hamilton, Reggie's Barbershops, one of those barbershops, and that has been operating since 2005. At Reggie's Barbershop, you not only get a quality cut, but you get a great environment, great barbers, great conversation, and you're made to feel more than just a number. You don't have to believe what I say. Here is some of the feedback that Reggie gets. This is the best barbers ever. Reggie is so friendly and does exactly what you're asking for. He does an amazing job with my husband's hair. Reggie's is always buzzing, such a great atmosphere and a great asset to Frankton. Sometimes the queues are out the door. During summer the music is always pumping. My son loves getting his hair cut here. In my experience, Reggie's is the best barbershop in Hamilton. 
I get my hair cut at Reggie's every month and I take my three sons there. The people are friendly and they give a great cut and it's a great price. You guys are amazing, amazing haircuts, great uplifting corridor to Mickey. Love the way they cut my hair and trim my beard. They really listen to what you want and are always keen for yarns. Awesome atmosphere created by awesome people. My husband got his hair cut and beard trim and the barber took time to talk and gave a very personalised service. Always a cool vibe at Reggie's, nice and chilled, few laughs, great atmosphere. Me and both of my boys come here regularly. Love that atmosphere vibe. Toddler loves the stylish cuts. Mummy loves the competitive prices. So if you want a great cut, great company, great conversation, visit Reggie's Barbershop. Shop 1, 40 Lake Road, Frankton, Hamilton, or call 07 847 5275. Question, what is my superpower? When I think about this, I think I have three superpowers. One, I like to give things a go. Two, I'm a very loyal person, loyal to my mates. Three, I'm quite an optimistic person. I like to see the glass half full rather than half empty. So in terms of the superpower of trying, yeah, I always like to give things a go. Uh, Starting this podcast, for example, is something I thought, well, I love listening to podcasts. I would love to do a podcast and I love to do it on a co-puppet that I believe in and hence why I started up becoming Tani. I've taken this approach in other things like starting my business, learning new skills. I think that I have the tenacity to stick at things and to keep going and going until I figure it out. So yeah, trying is one of my superpowers. Loyalty, I think I'm a very loyal person. As I think of it, uh, being a loyal person, also there's a negative side to being a loyal person. I think that because I'm loyal, I expect loyalty from others, and that can be challenging at times. Times it can be, and what I mean by challenging, I can get hurt from people that I thought were my friends in inverted commas, um, and that's purely because I am a loyal friend to my mates, and my mates that I'm especially loyal to are the guys that I've grown up with since I was a young kid, and especially at high school, these are the guys that I look to for uh, support, help, guidance, and they've always been here, been there for me, and I'm so grateful that they're my mates. Uh, what's kind of funny is some of my mates uh, at high school weren't the best guys, but, mate, they have been loyal, loyal friends to me, and I'll forever and a day be loyal back to them. Uh, the third one has been an eternal optimist. I hate looking at things half empty, and I think it's a sad way to look at life in terms of what you can't do. I like to believe and look at things of what the possibilities that are out there for us. So, yeah, these are the three superpowers that I think I have. What is my superpower for my significant other? Let me just say that um, 
I recorded my answer to this particular question before I got this from my wife, who's my significant other. This is what she wrote about me. Upper is dependable within his peer groups. He is known to be trustworthy and reliable friend. He has the ability to get things done and will really slack off in doing a task. Upper has a lot of self-assurance. He has a clear identity, strong values and personal confidence in who he is. He carries no ego and is certain of himself and his strengths and weaknesses. Upper is restorative focus and very positive in the way he approaches things. This means he loves to solve problems, figure things out and get to the bottom of stuff in a methodical way but with a ton of optimism. As I reflect on what I said in my superpower and what my wife said in her assessment on my superpowers, I think there were some similarities in there. I mentioned as my third one that I'm quite optimistic. My wife said that I'm quite an optimistic person. My wife mentioned that I know what my strengths and weaknesses are and I think I mentioned that in my assessment of my superpower. So those are two things that are quite similar. Uh, my other superpower that I mentioned was that of trying, maybe similar to being dependable, what my wife talked about. But there is some similarities and I'm quite happy that my wife sees me somewhat in the same way that I see myself. So I think that could be a good thing. Question, what has life taught you so far? I've been taught many things in my life. I've got a bit of an acronym that I want to share about some of the lessons that I've learned so far. The acronym is TRY BIG. The first letter T stands for tough times don't last and they will subside if you take action. R stands for running from your problems or issues will not solve your problems. You must address your problems. Y stands for you are the only one that can make a change. Others can help you, but you must be the one to take action. B stands for by yourself you can only do so much. If you want success, you've got to take others with you. I stands for if you don't ask, you don't get. Some of your answers to some difficult questions that you have will come by you asking the right questions, asking the right people, and asking at the right time. And G stands for get. And what I mean by get is that you only get what you put in. If you don't put in the effort, you won't get the outcome you wish. The results I get is as a result of the effort or the work that I put into it. So the acronym again is to try big, tough times don't last, running from your problems won't help, you are the only one that can change, by yourself you can only do so much, if you don't ask you don't get and you only get what you put in. So those are some of the lessons that I've learned in my life so far. Question, if the listeners were to take one message away from this podcast, what would it be? The message that I would like to ensure that the listeners get here would be to try, to have courage, to give it a go, 
The world might be saying that's crazy, but you don't know until you find out. Uh, One of my favorite quotes is from uh, Brene Brown, and she says, or she encourages us to choose courage over comfort. To choose courage over comfort to me means to, to try to not be overawed about what people may be saying, about maybe even your own self-talk. I just think it's a great advice for us to do. I was never the best uh, rugby player. I was never the best rugby league player. I was never the best swimmer. But my thing that I was pretty good at was trying. I would always give it my all. If I won the race or the game, fantastic. If I didn't, yeah, I was sad, but at least I knew I had given in my all that there was no what if. There is a a book titled by uh, a rugby league coach called Wayne Bennett, and the title of the book sort of uh, encapsulates what we're talking about, and the title is Don't Die With The Music Still In You, and I think that title just explains you know if you've got something left in you you know how sad would that be that you haven't been able to share that with others over the years I've had people come up to me and ask me questions about how I've done certain things in my life and the real only answer that I can give them is that I've tried I've tried to do the best that I can in whatever avenue that I'm trying to do something and whether that has been in my family life my relationship with my my wife and my um, work life and my business life just in any area of my life how have I done it I've always just given it my best and given it a try so the main message that I would like everyone to remember is to always give it a go always give it a try and you never know what will happen you might actually succeed and do some amazing things thank you for listening to the very first becoming tiny podcast there are thousands of other podcasts out there and i appreciate that you've chosen to listen to mine currently our becoming tiny website is under construction However, you can find us on Facebook at Becoming Tane. Uh, we will be dropping one episode each week for the next eight weeks. Our next episode will be featuring one of Waikato's fitness legends, Johnny Gillette, also known as Johnny G. So please subscribe to the podcast and also share the podcast with your friends. Please remember Becoming Tane is a podcast to help grow great guys. So let's keep growing and I'll see you next time. Modi order.